listening to Remedial Juggernomics, a song-by-song odyssey through the musical careers of the insane clown posse. Because maybe you put on clown paint once, intending it as a joke, but secretly you enjoyed it, and now you see the appeal. But you're afraid to tell anyone. But don't worry, I'll keep your secret. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Remedial Juggonomics. I'm sorry there was a little bit of a delay. It was a little bit past one week from episode to episode, but there's been a lot going on in the world. A lot of it bad, really bad. If you turn on the news, oh, oh boy, that's, there's some big old uh-ohs there, and it makes me feel sad every time. But, uh, actually the reason I was delayed was was some very good stuff, some... Two of my favorite people in the world became an even more favorite super couple for with vows and all that stuff. They got married, and it was a great time, and I had a delight. And they're probably off in another country right now, enjoying a nice honeymoon. That's a reference to a not very popular James Bond movie. But if you know what it is, great, and I hope you appreciate it for what that is. Uh, anyway, I am sorry for that delay. It was kind of hard to get into a juggalo mind space, but I'm back. I'm refreshed, which is weird because I ended up dancing for about three to four hours during the reception, and I am an old man, and then my body hated me today, which is the day after all that. I took a four-hour nap, and I still feel, I still feel it in my bones, my old bones. It's jangling about It's jangling about like there's a small clown going throughout my body. Oh, wait, why would I even think about that? Ah! It has something to do with the song this week, which is known as Ghetto Freak Show, which is an interesting one. We're going to get into it in just a second. Of course, as always, I do need to put up some disclaimers here instead of addressing it as it comes up in the song and maybe diminishing some of its importance or harping too much on it. And taking away the rest of the episode by doing that, we're going to go ahead and boilerplate, go over all the problems in the song Ghetto Freak Show. So, the following song contains elements problematic to both individuals and society as a whole. These super double plus ungood elements are not at all endorsed by Remedial Juggonomics, and you shouldn't endorse them either. These elements include, but are not limited to, Body invasion, stabbing a heart with a bladed weapon, illegal clown birthing, enacted by birthed clown, oblique references to cannibalism, (sighs) violence against women, betrayal of trust during a blind date, abuse of maternal figures, starvation in captivity, forced drug addiction in captivity, assassination of an elected official and their spouse via hatchet from the backseat of a moving vehicle, references to suicide, and homophobic language that just comes out of nowhere on this album and it just, it it aggressively slaps you in the face and ah... Ooh boy, I was I was getting tricked a little into being more on board with this music. And then that just, oh, it keeps me humble. And it put me back on my toes and put me back at a safe distance. So, I am gonna harp on this one for a second, because it's the first time it popped up. And it was, uh, it almost snuck by, because this is near the end of the album. This is the penultimate track. And this is the first time, as as well as I can remember, that this has come up as a thing. But there are definitely some, some homophobic slurs and allusions that I am not 
into and no one should be into. Now there is the the rote defense of it was 1992 and it was a different time and that was more acceptable to say. And that defense doesn't mean anything because that should never have been a cool thing to say, ever. Much like uh, people using an R word to insult or belittle people, it should have never been a cool thing to say. And yes, we've all been horrible middle schoolers and elementary kids and even high schoolers who may have still used that language and whatnot. But uh, let's all be adults here. We shouldn't say those things. Not cool. Not cool at all. So that does come up at one point. Now, the context of it is weird because I tried to figure out if that was a defense of someone Violent J was mocking or it was just him like yelling at the guy he was mocking with that insult. I'm not exactly sure. The verbiage is a little ambiguous. You can look it up yourself. Uh, I'm not going to reference it because, hey, I don't I don't want to do that. And it's my podcast and I don't have to. <laughs> Editorial power. I don't have to say the bad things. Great. If you want to search them out on your own, by all means, Genius Lyrics will have you covered. And you could correct me on that interpretation of what you think is more correct if you want to. Anyway, this song, Ghetto Freak Show, is the best way I could figure it out to explain it is it's kind of like if you mixed in the juggler with Never Had It Made and you get a, a much smoother sauce. You can put that on a pasta, on a rigatoni, on a penne, even some angel hair if you want to, some linguine. It's gonna work. I don't know if it's a red or a white sauce because that both of those are important colors within clown makeup design. I will say this song had me nervous starting out because I thought we were going to get into a title track Carnival of Carnage situation and we were going to get another uh, soundscape that was just the same looped phrase over and over for four minutes. Luckily, that was not the case. It just kind of took its time getting into it. I would have still given it some slack, though, because unlike Carnival of Carnage, which was a very abrasive, not fun loop that just keeps assaulting your eardrums, the beat to Ghetto Freak Show is actually pretty on point. I like it. It's very chill, rather subtle. It's very much uh, lo-fi, 24-hour hip-hop beats. <laughs> if just that beat under something that wasn't about clown murder came up on on that YouTube channel, I don't think anyone would second-guess it. It's a really smoothed-out beat, though. I enjoy it. In fact, here's a little right here. The insanity's cripple never let go. Here's your chance to catch a glimpse of a ghetto freak show. Now, the brunt of it involves Violent J being, and I'm gonna go ahead and stop you right here. You can you can stop and you're gonna mull this over. He is a a insurance claims adjuster. B a Velociraptor. C, United States 23rd President Benjamin Harrison, or D, murderous clown. And I'm going to go ahead and stop right here, and I'm going to let you see if you can solve the mystery using the clues that I have provided. Made up your mind. Let's see if you're right. The answer was, in fact, Benjamin Harrison. But don't worry, because when he was not being a president, Benjamin Harrison 
did put on grease paint and murder people. That's true. You can look it up. It's called knowing your history. <laughs> no, he's a murder clown. Violent J is a murder clown in this one. But he starts off as a little teensy murder clown, which is very adorable. And it kind of reminds me of the little miniature ashes in Bruce Campbell versus Army of Darkness. I know the title of the movie is just Army of Darkness, but the title sequence makes it say Bruce Campbell versus Army of Darkness, and I love that. Anyway, a little bit of lyrics here for you. It's three o'clock in the morning and you're sleeping. Wicked clowns in the moonlight creeping. Slide through your window, under your bed. Crawl in through your ear, eat your head. Bumping into bones cause I need light. Tiptoeing down through your windpipe. Climbing down your spine was the fun part. Looky looky, and I think I see your beating heart. Uh-huh, so I'm stabbing like it ain't nothing. Wicked clown cut his way out, your belly button. Which is really weird because that implies that the clowns... I, I don't know if it's just wicked clowns or clowns in general. Because there are, there are some benevolent clowns out there. I don't know where they are, but they're out there. They're waiting for their time to shine. But this implies that the clown life cycle is to start off teensy to enter in uh, through the face, and then to explode out through the stomach. So, are clowns a variant on the xenomorph? We don't know. The evidence isn't there yet. But I think there's some strong, you know, side evidence to maybe support that theory. We're going to need some more hard results. we got to really put some experiments on the table and see how clowns make more clowns. Or how clowns mature. We're not sure. That's about the most fantastical part to it. Because once the little tiny clown has exploded out, it's just regular full-size Violent J clown. Who then goes on a little bit of a never-had-it-made uh, tip. Explaining why he murders a woman. Because eh, why would he stop now? It's near the end of the track. Why is he gonna... Why would he stop violence against women? Um, kills him on a blind date, which is rude. But he does try to explain it away by explaining that his mother always said that he was no good, and then locked him in a closet, and then fed him, uh, dog leavings. Some dog apples. But now he's out, so everybody needs to watch it, okay? The insanity's grip is never gonna let him go. But that here is your chance, you as a listener... Uh, your chance to a glimpse of a ghetto freak show. So the ghetto freak show is Violent J, and he is saying that because of his upbringing and society, which you'll find out more about in the hit film Joker, that'll be coming out soon, directed by Todd Phillips, you'll find all about how society's done did it again and made people into murder clowns. This also hits a weird sort of, like, class divide in the haves and the have-nots about how Violent J doesn't want to be a rich man he doesn't want to be a poor man, he just wants his own land, which is kind of the stereotypical American dream. You just want to have, like, you know, have a spouse, have some kids, have a yard. I get that. Then says, uh, doesn't want to be a rich man, because the rich man be stressing all the dumb stuff. They cut their effing wrists if the grass ain't green enough. And then he goes into the other part of the verse that is full of slurs and derogatory terms that I don't want to use. So, that's about the long and the short of it. Now, the last bit is not really lyrics, but it is some Carnival Barker stuff, which was present in The Juggler, and it was kind of nice to have that come back. Again, I am pretty in favor of when this album remembers that it's supposed to be more of a fuller concept of this dark carnival coming into town 
and messing with stuff. There are a few tracks that completely forget about that premise and drop it, which is not necessarily the worst thing in the world. However, when it's all tied together, it's stronger and I enjoy it more. So, we have talked at length about this song. The thing to figure out now is how to rank it. So, I mentioned earlier it's like the juggler and never had it made put together. It is definitely better than the juggler. It's not better than never had it made. Never Had It Made will bring up the juggler, but not the other way around. So, it's not really highest of the high. That beat, though, that smoothed out beat does a lot of favors for it. We have, at the top, is still Never Had It Made. At the bottom, still, the title track, Carnival of Carnage, which is bad and I don't want to talk about it, because it's really bad and it's dumb, and I don't want to deal with it. So, looking more around the juggler, no, it's better than the juggler. Knight of the Axe... No, because that one referenced a lot of real stuff. <sighs> anyway, uh, it's better than that because it didn't make me think about that. All right, moving on. Now, Redneck Ho. All right, here's where it gets interesting. Because the last verse is all about getting rid of racism, which is something I'm very much in favor of. On the other hand, a lot of it is a little bit of uh, shaming women for being sex posy, which is not great. And on the other hand... The beat to Redneck Ho is really good, and I very much enjoyed that. I think that might have been the first beat I really was into. I don't know. Okay. And then, of course, Ghetto Freak Show has the homophobia in it, which definitely knocks a lot of points. So I don't think it's going any higher than... Okay. The new number eight, underneath Redneck Ho and above Black in Your Eyes, Ghetto Freak Show. Okay, cool. Guys, we're, we're near the end. This was the penultimate track. The next one is the last track on Carnival of Carnage. And I don't... Ooh, boy, it's all just coming to a head, isn't it? It's like fearful symmetry. It all... It's like a bookend, except none of those things. I don't even know what I said. This is word vomit. By gum, I'm still an old man recovering from dancing. Ah, alright. So the next song we have coming up, the, the final one, is called Taste. Hoping it's going to go out with a bang, and I'm going to have something that can maybe step to the throne of Never Had It Made, or at the very least try and hover around, you know, the top three. We're going to see, and then after that, like I said, I have some plans, but I don't want to go into too much detail right now on it. So, I hope you liked this episode, and I hope you've liked all the episodes you've listened to so far. If you have not subscribed to this podcast on your podcatcher of choice, which would be iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Himalaya, we've got that, Podcoin, we've got that. Please do. And if you like what you hear, if you can rate it, give us a rating. Five stars is fantastic. That's so much more than one star, and it means so much more than one star. Please don't give me one stars if you're going to give me a rating. Please just give me five stars. It looks good. And if you can review, buy gum, do that. You can write something, whatever. You can say that you don't like my voice. I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> but even if you don't want to do all those things, if you are in a random conversation with someone, a person on the street, a friend, a family member, and somehow juggalos come up, because let me tell you, it comes up more than you would think. At least it does for me at this point in my life, feel free to mention Remedial Juggonomics. They might like it. They'll get interested by it, at the very least. Even if they do not like Juggalos or the Insane Clown Posse, they're most likely, they may be interested in the concept. So, spread the word. 
Tell your friends on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Speaking of Instagram, you can find me on at SuperGosset64, on Twitter at itsgossetyo, and I think that is all the plugs we have for this episode. So until next time, dear listener, whoop, whoop, that's the sound of this podcast. Whoop, whoop, don't know how much longer this bit will last. Good night, guys. (laughs) 